So what's poppin' peons? It's your girl, Jistria, and today, you guys, I'm going to be talking about dating and depression, and this is something that I know so, oh, so well, you guys, because at one point in time, I was the depressed-ass bitch, and at one point in time, I'm now trying to just save depressed-ass bitch, and um, if you guys don't like the word bitch that I'm saying, please lock the fuck off. I like to use profanity a lot. I like to curse. I think it is amazing. I curse like a sailor, you guys, okay? I do not have a filter. I do not care about how you feel. You'll be mad with me today, but you'll love me tomorrow. Emotions go up and down. I feel like you can be upset with me about some shit I say, but if it's the real and it hurts wear it um so let's get into it um now that i got my disclaimer out there so to so to begin with i want to come out here and say you guys last year i was really depressed because my uncle tried to kill me okay and on february 10th 2020 i corrected myself because my uncle put his hands on me and tried to kill me wonderful amazing right and it kind of, it kind of, I was already depressed, but it took my depression into PTSD now because I had literally almost fucking died. And on top of me, like almost fucking dying and shit, it was just like, I spiraled out of control for a long time. Like I fucked up a lot of shit. Like I fucked up a lot of friendships. I fucked up just so much shit, just being depressed. But it helped me get to the place that I was at. And it helped me realize that shit, I'm not perfect and that life happens. And that if I have a fucking mental breakdown, it's a place I don't want to be. And it's in a, and it's in a mental institution. Um, never again. Um, so it kind of did bring me to the place where I'm at now where I do not have depression anymore or anxiety. Or when I do feel anxious or when I feel like it's trying to creep up on me, I know exactly how to avoid it and how to maneuver and move. Um, so I want to talk about just that point in my lifetime. It's going to be a different kind of podcast. If you don't have anything nice to say, I would suggest you shut the fuck up because you do reap what you sow. And if you sitting here being a negative Nancy or, or just coming on here to troll, people will troll you. And cause what you put in this world is what you get back out. I'm not finna be like, oh man, like I've, like I've always been the best person to put out good shit. But at the end of the day, I may not have always put out good shit. But I do believe in karma and reaping what you sow. So if you're going to come on here and try to be funny, please watch it. Because I'm a ha, 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 your way to hell. Um, Let's get into it. When I had my depression and I was dating or trying to be friends with people, it was really hard for me because I was already a sad bitch and I thought about killing myself like constantly. And a lot of people think like a lot of people think like depression is, oh, is she going to kill herself today? Oh, is she going to kill herself today? And a lot of people were like a lot of people who were close to me left me like they literally left my side. And when I was going through my depression, everybody tried to make me seem and make me feel like I was going crazy. The reason why I love Superman so much is because he loved me through all of that. He was extremely patient with me, even when I wasn't patient with myself, which was really hard for me to be. Because honestly, if I'm keeping everything a buck, it's really hard to be in love with just... 
he was the first dude to like ever show me kindness meaning that he showed me understanding because I guess he went through it already and this is why I'll forever ever 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 love Superman like even like even when I get married again and I do have children and all types of shit like if I have a boy I'm naming him after Superman because honestly this man really helped me through my shit um he showed me a lot of shit so during the time of my depression I became hypersexually active because I cuz honestly I love sex so I thought that maybe if I fuck my feelings away that shit would go away so I got on this dating app called online booty call and I had me a sugar daddy and this is the best sugar daddy ever because honestly he didn't require much from me like all he wanted me to do was just talk to him because he thought my voice is sexy like he would send me hundred dollars two hundred dollars here three hundred dollars there just just because just because it's me and it was a black dude and he was deaf so he liked to hear me have sex with other people and myself so if i had sex with myself like i'll get a hundred dollars if i had sex with other people i'll get like more money clearly and the you know <laughs> the better and at the time i was broke depressed <laughs> didn't have shit going on too tough i really like wanted to stop doing youtube because my content wasn't me and i was in a place of sadness like me looking at my videos from a year ago and i'm just like Ew, that was so ghetto. I can't believe I was there. But, yeah. Like, I went through it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I get really nervous when I talk about my depression and my anxiety because I don't want to encourage people to go do the shit I did. But I actually do want y'all to actually, if you are depressed and have an anxiety, to actually get over the shit that you want to get over. So, yeah. I met Superman online. And on online booty call. And when we met, I didn't take him seriously because I was so in my head, like, my mind was going like a million miles per hour like I was thinking like honestly I was like I gotta get this money I want to have sex I want to feel good I want to be great I want to do all this shit and when I got in the car with Superman me and him had gotten to a conversation about me going to Texas and I was like something in me wants to go to Texas so bad and he was like why do you want to go to Texas I was like I don't know but something in me is saying go to Texas go to Texas go to Texas go to Texas and he was like okay so why would you go to Texas I was like I don't know but something in me telling me go to Texas and it's been on telling me to go to Texas since September 2019 and I've been like trying to get there and as you can see we in February going on March 2020 and um it's not it's just not going right how I think it is and he was like all right cool then and he was like so and we had a conversation mind you I was texting my sugar daddy and talking to him at the same time and so my sugar daddy got like upset because I wasn't responding back to him in time so I literally like put my phone in D&D and we started discussing it right and I was like telling him like how I got Baker acted and just shit like that and how like and how, like, how honestly, because he was like, why you have a sugar daddy? And I was like, look, I said, honestly, I just need the money. 
Like on some real shit, I need some fucking money. And I've been a shake baby before, and I know that it's lucrative. I hit the jackpot with this one because I could literally do what the fuck I want to do. And the only thing is, I just have to record myself having sex. And honestly, I was like, I told him, like, I'm trying to negotiate that shit right now so I can try to see what I can get out of, out of him. He, he basically, like, reaffirmed my faith that I didn't need a sugar daddy to go get to a place I needed to be at because the shit that he said out his mouth and at first I thought it was like condescending because how he said it but then I thought about it and I was like you're right you're right and he was like yeah because blah 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 and I was just like okay cool thank you and from there we just we was we started fucking and talking and linking and honestly he was my sneaky link he my sneaky link and my sneaky link became somebody who i will forever love like honestly my sneaky link turned to somebody who i fell in love with and it wasn't even on purpose it was just like we was fucking we was talking and it would be days like like he would check up on me because you know i dropped that around <laughs> I dropped that round, 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 that Punati. Yeah. They got, got 3,000. <laughs> Y'all said I was all right. <laughs> well, this whole hoe didn't hurt on her whole skills. Oh, but no, he wasn't kidding me up for that. Like, honestly, like, it would be days where we weren't even fucking. Like, majority of the time, me and my sneaky link would just link up and just vibe. And just, I would take him away from his stress. And he would take me away from my mental, <laughs> my mental shit. And he helped me in ways that I I couldn't help myself. And I helped him in ways where he couldn't help himself. Meaning that, like, example, whereas we would be in a group setting, right, and he couldn't relax, I would help him relax. Or if it was just me and him, like, I would get him to not be so work-driven all the fucking time and it wasn't just with sex it was just like with little things like and I even got him to tap into his sensitivity but we're not gonna go there and I got him to be more comfortable and vulnerable but you know to each his own and he had me he helped me build a backbone and learn how to say no and learn how to be like I'm not doing that shit and actually, he helped me, like, get my drive and figure out the shit that I wanted to do. Because, honestly, after, like, two weeks of fucking him, like, it was just, like, it became more than dick, like, really fast. Like, he was just, like, sit there and say, so what is it that you want to do? And I'd be like, shit, I don't know. He was like, well, you need to go figure that shit out. Because in life, it's da 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 And, like, he, the way he would talk, it'll make it seem like he don't give a fuck. But in reality, he gave the biggest fuck about me that anybody else did. And honestly, I fell in love with him, not because of that, but because of his patience with me and his kindness. Like, it's very rare to find somebody that you connect with. I, f- I believe in karmic and soul soulmates, and I believe that we can have multiple soulmates and karmic partners, but they come in at different times in life when you need them. And Superman was just one of those people who came in and did the do. And when I found out that he was married, that broke my heart. And 
I'm not gonna sit there and say I was the best person to handle the situation because mind you, I was still going through my depression. Still was going through anxiety. And he swore up and down that he told me. But in reality, I know that he didn't tell me because that would be something that I would like look for because that's one of the things that we like talk because we talked about my marriage at one point in time. And we talked about like the real reason why I got married and all types of shit. And what we just sat there and we discussed a lot of shit and how I have this <laughs> But yeah, we just talked about like a lot of shit and so it kind of hurt my feelings when he, like, when we were, like, fucked up one day and he just, like, bust out and he got really comfortable. And then he then put his guard back up and then he turned into asshole of the century, which made me want to hate him. But it was too late because I already had fell in love with the person who he was. Because with me, to the world, he was just Superman. Superman, this handsome black man who was all types of shit and just so strong and bold. But with me... I got a whole different side of him. I got the, I'm not okay. I got the, my kids are important to me. I got the, I'm stressed out about this. I got the, I love you. I got all of that shit. I got the, you make it hard for me to leave in the morning side of him. I got the, I'm at work, but I'll talk to you, bae, side of him. I got the, yeah, I do this, but I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to have your back. And even if I can't talk to you right now, I'm going to talk to you later side of him. I got the softest side of him that very few people get to see and very few people got. And I got very close to him really fast. And it wasn't because of my PTSD and it wasn't because of my depression, but it was because he was actually a godsend and that he was actually supposed to be there during that time. When everybody else was like acting weird and pretending like whatever. Because here's the thing. A lot of people who knew about what happened either wasn't saying nothing or wanted to do shit that I didn't want to do. Like I honestly told like a hood nigga who I was fucking with like look this is what's going on and instead of fucking listening to me talk and like help me through my shit he wanted to put a hit out on the nigga and be like all right that's it and i was like no like i don't want that like i genuinely want to talk about it like i want to talk about how i feel because it doesn't matter like honestly like it didn't matter if he got hit and struck by a car today tomorrow next week or whether he got his karma or not if i didn't get over the trauma i was never going to get over it and superman was patient with me and cared about me and everything else and he even wanted to see me make money like it was a lot of stuff that he did for me and sometimes i really don't feel like i deserve him because it's a lot of stuff that i couldn't do for him that I wanted to do for him. And I didn't want him to see me as a child. At all. Like, I didn't want him to look at me and be like, oh, you're a child. Or, oh, like, you don't do anything for me because I wanted to do something for him. Because he was such a good man to me. And he never stressed me the fuck out. And he never made me feel like I was sustained. Yes, like, like, like even when we was arguing and we was going through our back and forth, like, He still held me in high regards. Like he'll like he'll say some disrespectful shit. Don't get it twisted. But he still held me in high regards. 
but dating me when I had my depression and trying to be around me when I had my depression was tough. It was tough on the family because they didn't understand what the fuck I was going through. The medicine was damn near fucking breaking me down. And the person who I called, even though we wasn't on good terms, was Superman. And he told me about the medication and he gave me the tea about the medication. He gave me all the details of what to do. He told me how to process and how to deal with and what to expect and what not to expect. Cause honestly, and he told me like, he honestly was the reason why I got off my shit and got me a spiritual advisor because that's the shit that I fucking needed. And not a fucking therapist or a counselor. And when I say Superman was ready to go 10 toes down on on my fucking therapist, baby, that man was not playing about me. I was like, oh, I think my therapist trying to sleep with me. Superman said, where? 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 I was like, I don't know. We just having conversations and the conversations getting real, you know. And he was like, okay, well, you know. And he was like, if he, you know, I was like, you know, <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, a lot of people think that Superman is a terrible man because, because he has flaws. But in reality, I see past his flaws because he's seen past my flaws. Not only did he see past my flaws, but he helped me get out of a really, really dark place. And I know a lot of y'all feel like, I know a lot of people feel like when I was going through my depression, they was honestly there for me the best that they possibly could be. But sometimes, but sometimes I just need somebody to listen to me. I just need somebody to understand that I'm not okay. And I, and every single time I had people constantly in my ear telling me, oh, you're going to make it out of this. You're going to make it out of this. I get it, but I don't want to hear that right now. I want to talk about how the fuck I feel. I want somebody to go through the process with me. I want somebody to understand that I'm that I'm hurting. You feel me? I want somebody to understand that this shit hurts to get to the root of the problem. I don't want, like, I get it. It can be OD sometimes, but if you really genuinely give a fuck about me, you would honestly sit there and not put up with my shit, but try to understand me from a point of view. And when I went through my depression, I seen a lot of people's true colors pop out, right? Like, honestly, like, my female best friend at the time, she was lying to me about a lot of shit, and I found that shit out. So that's why I did some Grammy shit to her. Do I feel bad about doing the Grammy shit I did? No. Not at all. Do I want, do I wish we had our friendship back? No, not at all. Because honestly, before my depression hit, kicked in, I've been wanting to let, I've been wanting to let the six go. And I know a lot of times I sit there and I talk highly about people from my past and shit. But in reality, I don't be giving a dog shit about a bitch wanting to leave, stay, go, or do whatever the fuck they feel like they need to do. Because honestly, it was red flags and signs and shit that kind of made me not want to fuck with her from the beginning. But when I had to move in with her, like, I seen, like, a lot of shit, because I thought maybe because of my depression, I was just seeing shit wrong. But in my depression, I seen a lot of shit, and it made me even more depressed, because I had a lot of people that was around me that was just taking and taking and taking and taking and taking and taking and taking, and just, like, Anything they could possibly take from me, like, they was just right there for the taking. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like, all right, you going through this? All right, cool beans. It's like, oh, I'll take your money. 
I'll take your time. I'll take your energy. I'll go take your love and affection. I'll go take this. But when it comes down to you, I'm going to act like, I'm going to act like, oh, you like, you like, you can't feel anything but happiness and joy and all types of shit. And that's the shit that fucking bothered me because at the end of the day, I was there for people when they had their depression and I was the best version of me that I could possibly be to them. And I know a lot of y'all going to be like, but how do you know you was the best version of them for you? Honestly, when it came down to it, I was there for my grandmother's depression. I was there for my best friend's depression. I'm currently here for two people in their depression right now. So I kind of understand this thing of I want to be left alone and shit. But um, I'm not going to let uh, y'all get too alone, okay? I'm going to let y'all get y'all alone time. But um, y'all not going to be too alone where I wake up on the news and I find out that y'all don't off yourself because, no. But I, but I seen a lot of shit in my depression, and it kind of made me realize that people can be vultures, and people who be closest to you can be your biggest vultures, too. And sometimes you have to clean out your circle, and when you hear that little voice in your head or your spirit guide or whatever the fuck you want to call it, tell you to drop somebody or let somebody go, it's best that you do that. And yes, it may be lonely and alone, but honestly, the person who's helped me through my depression, the person who still puts up with my shit, the person who still loves me, even though he won't say it out loud, is super fucking man. Superman! And I know he fucking loves me, y'all, because he's not a man of many words like I love you I fuck with you heavy like none of that he's more of a word he's more of a man of action and yeah I've been like the biggest asshole to him because once I got out my depression once he helped me out my depression then I realized that I was heartbroken and once I realized I was heartbroken he was still fucking with me and it wasn't because and it wasn't because he's just that type of nigga because he's not like if you observe somebody and you study somebody, you can figure out who the person is. And I've been around Superman for so long that I just feel like I know Superman from a past lifetime. And the way he nurtured me and loved me and took care of me and gave a fuck about me made me feel great. And I know a lot of people at one point in time was like, oh, he used you and he abused you because he took advantage of you. But honestly, on a spiritual level, I understand it now. We were karmic soulmates. So we were meant to be each other. So we were meant to be, to cross paths. I know it sounds really weird, but he loves me. And I feel like next lifetime, we're probably going to be reincarnated and probably get it right the first time. But I fell in love with Superman because even though he wasn't a man of many words or to say I love you and he was an observer just like me. So just imagine two observers like just observing each other like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like... We just kind of got to the point where we fell in love. And dating me through and just dealing with me through my depression is hard. 
Cause I, cause sometimes I sit back and I look back at people, and I think to myself, I know what it's like to have depression. I know what it feels like to not want to get up and brush your teeth. I know what it feels like to feel like everybody's against you. I know what it feels like to take accountability as a threat. I know what it feels like. To just sit there and want somebody to give a shit about you. I know what it feels like to not have the money and still have to get up and go to work and put on this fucking smile and be happy-go-lucky. I know what it feels like to lose your smile and everything. And you know that if you that if you go spiritual, you don't have to spend money. If you go therapist, you still have to spend money. If you go counselor, you still got to go spend money. If you go to a pastor, you probably won't have to spend money, but you still have to be vulnerable and open, but you still like, whatever help you get is going to cost you. And you have to face judgment. And then everybody's looking at you and you're, and you feel, and you feel less than like, you have to be perfect all the time. And you have to continue everything that you're doing because be just because, because time doesn't stop because you're depressed. Life doesn't stop because you're depressed. Sadness doesn't stop. Heartbreak doesn't stop because, like, time, like, life itself doesn't stop because you're going through a trauma. And in your depression, you have to face bills, mortgages, all this type of shit. Like, this shit is stressful. And people say, and people like to make fun of people with mental illnesses, like depression and anxiety and PTSD and schizo and all types of shit. And the shit don't be funny. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, I'm so bipolar. No, you're not bipolar. Oh my gosh, I'm so schizo. No, you're not. Oh my gosh, I'm so depressed. No, you're not. Oh my gosh, I have such bad anxiety. No, you don't. <laughs> like, honestly, overthinking and having anxiety that I know they I know they feel and sound similar, but they're honestly not. Having anxiety is being on fucking 20 on a 10 all the time, even when there's no need to be on 20 on a 10. And and it can be crippling and stop you from doing your day-to-day activities. Overthinking means you may be like, you know, but you can still get shit done. Like, huh? You know what? I was just in this, like, honestly, I'll give y'all an example. Like, like when I was going through my depression, people thought when I had depression, anxiety, and bipolarness, people thought I was two-faced. Um, what a bitch called me. A bitch called me two-faced. A bitch said I was pathetic. A bitch said, like, it was so much shit that was said to me when I was going through my depression and my anxiety and my PTSD and every other thing else. Like, they, like, they was like, oh, like, I was literally bipolar because on some days I was good with my depression and other days I wasn't. So, like, it was some days I could get up, go brush my teeth, go wash my face and go, like, live my best life. And it was other days where I couldn't. And it was some days where I was just like, ah, this is such a great day today. And it was other days where I was just like, I really just don't want to be bothered. And that shit got taken as me being bipolar when in reality I wasn't bipolar. I was just going through mood swings. And then it was just like, you won't eat, so you're eating up everything. To You won't talk, but you but today you want to talk through the fucking roof. And dealing with people who have depression or anxiety or just any mental illness is tough because you don't know what goes on through their head. And a lot of times people feel like a burden for even having these issues because we live on the ideology of perfection. 
But once I adopted this attitude of that shit, I'm human and that I'm bound to make mistakes and that I may not always be right or I may not always be perfect or I might not even be your cup of tea. But as long as I'm myself and I'm doing all the shit that I want to do, I'm always going to win. I'm always going to be happy. I'm always going to be at the place where I want to be. Not because and not because of some bullshit. I know a lot of y'all feel like I know a lot of y'all feel like people should be perfect and that we should be at this place in life. But honestly, I didn't realize I had depression until I was 21. I'm 25 now. I've had depression since I was a young girl and I did not know. And it took me years to get out of my depression years and that's even before I knew I had it at 21 I found out I had it it took me about three almost four years to get out of my depression and it takes and honestly and honestly I'm not gonna sit here and say like every day is like a breeze and I can just get up and be like oh my gosh I'm gonna get up today I'm gonna burn the world down because that's not true not at all the only, like, some days I don't feel like doing shit, and some days I feel like, damn, this is how I got into my depression. But I was like, look, you don't have to get up and do shit today. There's nothing pressing that needs to be handled. Like, you've got your podcast, you've got your YouTube channel, everything is going well, swell, and dapper and dandy. So why the fuck are you going to sit there and put yourself in a position where you're fucking sitting there and you're crying and you're mad and you're sad and you're not happy? And I thought about it. And I was just like, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, like I was saying, honestly, when it comes down to dating people with mental illnesses and certain things of that nature, I feel like you should be prepared to be on an emotional roller coaster. And if you're not, it's okay to back out. And it's okay to not want to deal with it. Because honestly, sometimes people have to go save themselves. And I know, and even though I, even though I talked about Superman, honestly and truly in this podcast, it's more than just Superman. Like, <laughs> I have to give a shout out to people who was actually there for me when I couldn't see myself and I was stressed out and I was bothered and I couldn't, you know, see myself past a certain place. I still had to save myself. I still had to go take baby steps. Like, how I got out my depression and my funk and my PTSD was, honestly... I started to surround myself around positive people and people who had my genuine interest at heart and not just the people who I knew for the longest who felt who would sit there and lie to me and say, oh, my gosh, I have your back. Oh, my gosh, I have this. Like, because once I seen everybody's true colors pop out, I was like, hmm, hmm, okay. So what I first did was I took baby steps. I came up with a plan on where I wanted to be from six months from now, no, three months from now, six months from now, and a year from now. And I told myself that if these things don't happen, that it's okay. And then I went on this self-care sabotage thing where I made myself get up every morning, brush my teeth, shower, get up and just go on the grind. Like just, just constantly on the grind. And it was never a moment of, eh, I'm not going to do that today. And I forced myself to do that. Like, that was the little thing. And then 
and then I forced myself to start looking at to actively work on doing certain things and then I took accountability for the things that was my fault and the things that wasn't my fault like me giving energy to somebody who hurt my feelings and who abused me and who didn't give a shit about me that was my fault them throwing shade and shit at me that's not my fault I had to take accountability so not only was I forcing myself to work on the shit I said I wanted to work on and take showers and get up and be a good friend the best that I possibly could at the time and just do everything I knew how to do I also took accountability and when I took accountability I forgave myself which was really really hard because you be like oh man I know I shouldn't get nobody this time of day but it's like they keep on testing my game so like I won't go there with a bitch and you'll be like and then you have to realize like accountability you don't go back and forth for peons (laughs) you I mean I call y'all peons because that's just the word that I like but you don't go back and forth for people you don't play the back and forth game with somebody. So, yeah. And then once I got to the small steps of account, once I got through the small steps of accountability and just being honest with myself, which is a that's like a big thing but accountability getting up and got into like a daily routine I decided to go to the next big step which was to actually start looking like how I would like to be seen as and honestly at this time my style was changing so I went through like (laughs) some shit y'all I used to wear leopard I used to have like some high, like some highlighter as a fucking pants. Mind you, it's nothing wrong with the style. It's just that at the time I thought that was my niche, and I was like, I can't believe I thought this shit was cute on me because like it's cute. I was like, it just, it just, it just didn't flatter me like at all. But to me, I thought that was my shit. So the next big thing that I did, or the next thing that was a little bigger, was to like find who I was again, like rediscover who I was as a person, and that meant going vegan, going non-vegan, figuring out what I like to eat, making sure that I was um, keeping up with myself, holding myself accountable, getting my nails done, getting my hair done, like little things, like just a lot of stuff, right? And it included like cutting off dead weight and i know a lot of people look at that and be like dead weight what the fuck is dead weight dead weight is like on some real ass shit just things that didn't serve me and that was hard because it took a lot to cut off dead weight because when you're depressed and you don't know like oh man like if i cut this person off am i still gonna have a support system and like the thought of being alone at first it scared the shit out of me but then now actually like my long time like right now I'm having a long time and it feels fucking great. And I know a lot of y'all are like a long time. Like, why would you say a long time? Cause a long time feels really nice. Like a lot of people don't ever take the time out to take time to themselves. And I used to be one of the people who would be afraid. Like, Oh my gosh. Like what if my thoughts get the best of me? But that's another thing. Like I had to learn how to control my thoughts and control my thought patterns and where I was at and where I was going. And then I found out what worked for me. I found out that therapy wasn't going to work for me. And so I went to spirituality. Actually, I went to smoking weed first. And then I went to spirituality because smoking, because honestly, I went from a therapist to a fuck a therapist 
to then um smoking weed and i was like man fuck smoking weed then i went to drinking i was like man fuck drinking this shit hurts and then i went to like being super sexual that shit didn't work even with myself like i was still like i was like i would come so hard like <laughs> i'm sorry y'all it's my pockets like i said it's like i remember i remember i came so hard one time and the sex was amazing with this person it's just like it didn't do it for me and then that's when i found spirituality right and I got into it. And once I got into it, like, my life has changed ever since. It's like I see a lot of shit. And, um, yeah. So that's how I got there. But I had to go take the steps to actually figure out what was going to work out for me. And it was, like, through trial and error. And I know a lot of y'all like to think, like, oh, my gosh, like, if I ever fall into depression, I'm just automatically going to. Like, no, you like you don't know what you're going to go do. And I don't want nobody to fall into depression because dealing with, like, depressed people is really, really hard. And for me, I was alone through most of my depression because me and Superman ended up breaking up. And once we broke up, like, even when he was trying to fix it, like, I was just so over, like, everything. And I know he gets, like, frustrated with me, but but I didn't know how to be the girl Superman needed me to be. I went from we working on this shit together to I want to be left alone to don't fucking talk to me again to I'm sorry. <laughs> like, y'all, I was really at a low vibration. And until I got out of that vibration, I didn't learn how to love him right. And I fumbled his heart like he fumbled mine. <laughs> but, you know, to each his own, right? Um, I had to learn the difference between emotions, like sad and depressed. Because it would be times where I got sad and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm afraid I'm going to sit back into my depression. And it was times where I was, like, up and happy and golly. And, oh, my gosh, gee whiz, golly. Like, it's going to be a great day today. And then it was days where I was good and it was days where I wasn't. And recently, is I recently just got stable with my emotions. Like, even now, like, even though, like, like, even though I lost a lot of shit during my depression because I started to see a lot of shit, it kind of made me be a better person than what I was before because now, I don't know about y'all, but for me and my depression, when I went to spirituality, I seen a lot of people for exactly for who they were. Liars, cheaters, deceivers, heartbreakers, all types of shit. People would just have me around because they felt like I was good company, but they really didn't fuck with me. Because people can fuck with your vibe and not fuck with you. And they and they'll, and they'll want your vibe with them all the time. And if you if you become naive like I was, you will think that they really like you. In reality, they just like your personality because it's complimentary to their personality. And people fetishize shit. Like, people fetishize so much shit. It's ridiculous. But that's for another podcast. Um, When it comes down to me loving properly to my family and Superman and there's people around me, it took a lot for me. And honestly, sometimes I used to feel like I owe everybody, like I have to be like this super duper 
person and I have to be a yes woman now because they were there for me on my depression and they helped me get through it. But then I remember like one day last year, like after we had came back from Vegas, like me and my mom, I was like, fuck all of that shit. You feel me? Life is way too short. I'm like, I'm in fucking Vegas and I didn't enjoy myself how I really wanted to. Like it was my first time being on the plane, first time ever doing some shit. And because I allowed myself to vibrate low because it was a lot of stuff that had happened, like just a lot of shit that had happened. And it that was like my like official wake up call to actually become stable and to work on becoming stable with my emotions so that so that I wouldn't be seen as bipolar. And the reason why is because I found myself being happy and sad at certain moments. And I was just like, I don't want to be in this predicament again. Mm -mm. I don't I don't want to be in this predicament again I do not want to allow myself to get to the place of that place again I know a lot of people feel like oh my gosh what is that place what is that place like the place of instability of your emotions because even though a lot of stuff had happened in Vegas I regretted that I actually spent that much money at Vegas and did not enjoy myself and that's what made me realize that, look, this bipolar shit is not where it's at. This bipolar depression is not where it's at. So what I did was, <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard it about podcasts, but <laughs> I was upset. You bitches is mad. Like, I, I was just redirecting energy every fucking where. Shit that didn't did require energy to be dictated there. And I was like, it's time to stabilize my mood. And so now a lot of times when people look at me and they expect me to like have an automatic response, I don't have an automatic response because my response goes to like, if I like, if something happens to me, like let's say I I get disrespected, right? Or I feel violent or violated instead of getting like, I said I need time to think. And a lot of people will say, oh, you don't have great communication skills, but I think I have phenomenal communication skills because I know myself. And I've been in a position where at one point in time, I didn't have great skills in that in that, in that that area. So what that would mean was like, if I got upset, I was cursing your ass out right then and there. It wasn't no if ands, plus about it. It wasn't no, but it wasn't that serious. Bitch, it was serious to me. And your ass was getting all these fucking words. And honestly, in my mind, I thought that shit was okay. But now if I get upset, like, to the point where I feel like I need to violate you or disrespect you, a lot of people don't get the reason why I say, you know what? You got it. Because I'm disrespectful. <laughs> like I said, you want to go low? We go to hell. <laughs> you want to go low? I'm taking the hell back. But, um to help stabilize my emotions and my responses sometimes i won't say shit or sometimes i'll shut down but it but but it's not because i'm shutting down because i don't have nothing to say i'm shutting down because i want to figure out how i want to go play my things so now in order to stabilize my mood so uh, so i'm not as bipolar i literally sometimes i just literally sit there and i think about certain shit but because i know understand things spiritually and from a different perspective from a lot of people and me and my spirit guys, my my ancestors, the female ancestors, they stake with me. And we, like, literally 
have conversation a lot of times, I don't allow a lot of shit to get to me. So that's so you're like, yes, it hurts because I'm still human. Like, even though I'm spiritual, I'm still human. Like, I still have a whole body <laughs> that's out here that takes in emotions and feelings and all these other things. So for me, I keep, I just, I take time to myself. That's why I spend a lot of time on myself because I get to understand the spirituality of things. I get to understand how I feel. I get to understand what it is. I get to understand what it's not. I get to understand what I want to do and what I don't want to do. I get to understand a lot of fucking shit. And a lot of people don't understand that when it comes down to it, you have to get to the point where you're able and willing to take accountability for self. Because honestly, that's just how I got out of my depression and my funk. And that's how people helped me get out of my shit. They made me, they held me accountable for a lot of things that I personally didn't feel like I needed to be held accountable for. But now, <laughs> looking back at it now, I needed to be held accountable for it. And once I got held accountable for it, I was able to move forward. And not only was I able to move forward, but on top of me being able to move forward, I was able to get a better understanding of who I was as a person and get a better handle on my emotions. Because yes, you can feel how you feel, but don't let this leap. It's a song that I like, and it's uh, in the song lyrics to say, "You feel how you feel, but don't let that mislead you." Meaning that you can feel like I violated you, you can feel like you got disrespected, you can feel how you fucking feel, but don't let it mislead you to a place where you don't want to be at. And for me, once I heard you feel how you feel, but don't let it mislead you, I was like, "That's some bullshit." I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be this. I'm gonna be that. And then I realized that, look, at the end of the day, like I feel violated. I feel like I can't trust you. I feel like wooty woot woot. But at the end of the day, it's not about how the fuck I feel. It's about what needs to fucking happen. And I can feel a way, which makes me human. It makes me real. It makes me all these things. But I don't have to react to you in some disrespectful way or in a way that I don't feel like I need to act. Because I realized when I rediscovered myself and my depression that I'm not a fighter. I don't like fighting. I think that shit is so ghetto. Like, you don't like me. Whether I win, lose, or draw, bitch, you still not going to like me. So why are we fighting? And I realized I don't like fighting it. And I said, the only time I feel like I might need to fight is if I got to prove a point or got to protect myself. And even to prove a point, I really don't feel like I got to fight. Because honestly... (laughs) Because honestly, when it's all said and done, like it's been days where like where I've had people disrespect me and I've literally done a Caucasian thing, like and not the nigga thing. And people be like, Oh my gosh, she's such a white bitch. And I'm like, it is what it is. The nigga is not gonna put his hands on me and think that shit is okay. Go to jail, sir. <laughs> okay. Like, I've literally put restraining orders out on people to get them off of my back because I don't feel the need to do and if that's you that's fine but for me that's not me I really feel like that's toxic and that's just too much energy to go waste and put out there into the world I guess you could say obviously I was always into energy and spiritual whatever but I really got over my shit and got to the place that I am today not because I'm an asshole not because I'm pretty not because I'm cute not because I feel this type of way but because at the end of the day when it's all said and done I give myself the opportunity to be myself and allow myself to feel 
that is why Superman is so important to me because he was there for me during my depression. And I know a lot of people feel like they was there for my depression, like some of my best friends and people. But honestly, they honestly, like, I saw exactly who they were. I saw exactly who the fuck they were. Like, I seen right through them. And when it wasn't beneficial for them, they left. People like to say, oh, man, but I was there for your depression. You weren't there. You was there through my relationships when you thought that they were going to end. You were there for you were there when you thought you had a chance to be with me. You were there and willing to do almost and everything when you thought that that was going to land you some coochie. You were there when you thought like that I was just going to finance you. You were there when it was convenient. You were there for a lot of things but the be- actual betterment of my actual shit where it requires you to listen and sit and understand you weren't there because a lot of times when I was depressed I got oh you're strong you'll make it out of this you always bounce back but in reality I don't want to hear I'm a fucking bounce back like that's not some shit you want to hear like people always say oh you'll bounce back you bitch who wants to hear you on bounce back Bitch, I want my feelings to be validated. And this is why this is why when Superman taught me that I have to validate my own feelings. That's why that shit holds dear near to me. You can feel like I'm the villain. You can feel like I'm the hero. You can feel like I'm whatever the fuck you need me to be. But bitch, I am myself. I am happy. I am a happy camper. And I refuse to allow anybody to tell me that I'm not. Because when I was going through my depression, if the people who really genuinely said they gave a fuck about me and put their best foot forward to understand me, like even if it was your best foot forward, it was not good enough. Because what I needed from you was to not give me a solution. I need you to understand. There was a, it came a time for accountability, but the time for accountability was not there. I needed to be able to feel and be human. I needed to be able to say exactly what the fuck I felt and it to be understood on the same level and the same premises of this is the shit that I fucking feel. Now, this is the shit I fucking feel. And now you have to go deal with it because I would never tell nobody they have to go deal with my shit. Never. I would never tell anybody to go deal with my shit. But if, but if I'm going to be a listening ear to somebody, I ask them, this is why I ask, do you want me to listen or do you want me to respond? Because Sometimes people just need you to listen. And this is how and this is and this is how I deal with people who I help now who have depression or anxiety, who are not that their best or who are not the happiest that they possibly can be. What I do is I literally sit there and I mind my fucking business. And I know it's gonna sound crazy when I say this shit, but I literally on God mind my fucking business and if somebody wants me to help them through their shit or if I decide to help them I ask them what is it that they need at that time because I know what it's like to have depression I know what it's like to want to just be able to express your feelings in a free and safe space like I literally tell like the people who I help now that this is a safe space you can say whatever the fuck you want to say 
And when I'm not emotionally available to deal with certain shit, that's what I tell them. Like, look, emotionally, I'm not here. Like, you need me on 20, I'm on five right now. Because right now, I'm going through my own shit. But we can go talk about this at a later day or a later hour. But if it's really pressing to you, I'll go put aside my feelings and I'll go sit right here and I'll go do it. And if these people who I'm helping decide that, hey, fuck me, they don't want nothing to do with me tomorrow, I wouldn't hold it against them and be like, oh, I was there for you when you was depressed and had your shit going on. Because that's not the type of person who I am. Like, honestly it's a lot of shit that i've done for people who that i personally won't say out loud because it's changed their lives in ways that even though they don't want to give me credit for at times because it would make them look like less of a man or less of a person because it doesn't look like it's oh i'm self-made i can honestly truly say that um i've done some things but i would never want it to be like oh man i did this so you deserve so you need to do this for me and I know, and I know a lot of times to the people who feel guilty about when I say certain things to them, they always say, but I was there doing your depression, but were you really there? Were you really what I needed during my depression? Like, yes, you can be around and yes, you can listen and yes, you can do this. But if you genuinely did not care or did not attempt to understand shit, like, no. Like, I literally asked somebody, I said, what are five things that you got? Like, honestly, like, honestly, I had to audit my circle recently because it just, it just wasn't working out. Like, I kept seeing people for who they were. And honestly, I found myself getting sad and mad. And it's like, damn, I'm going to be by myself. But I had to realize that this is just elevation and that, whatever I have everything that I need and everything I need I have and everything I desire I can have if I want it but everything I need I have and everything I want and need and desire is within my reaches and it's going to happen and honestly when it comes down to it um I audit my circle a lot now because I realized that depression on a spiritual level from my understanding and mind you I say from my understanding because I just recently got into it and got deeper into it is depression is a low vibration it's where you have a lot of things that are working against you to try to stop you from doing exactly what you need to do and you let it get to you you have to raise your vibration to a higher frequency which means that you have to go from the lower end of the spectrum to a higher end of the spectrum it doesn't mean that the shit that you have around you still won't be around you but it just simply means that the stuff that's around you now is just going to be there for the time being if it makes any sense. And once that time is up or once that time gets to that place, then that's where you're going to be at. Like, what I'm trying to say is I lost my train of thought. What I was basically trying to say is um, when it comes down to certain shit, you have to allow yourself to feel and be exactly who the fuck you are. And just because people are around you when you're going through some shit doesn't mean that they're going to be there for you for the long haul. And just because people say that they're going to be there for you or they feel like they're the best for you, they're not. They may not be. And honestly, if you're going to do something for somebody, you should do it because you want to, not because you feel obligated to or you want something back in return. I'm not saying that doesn't make you opportunists or that it makes it bad. It's just, it is what it is. But I audit my circle because a lot of people, a lot of times I realize that people 
after I seen their true colors, they just take from me. And they just take from me, whether it be knowledge, my fun times, my good time, my energy, and my vibe. But if I was to go ask them, like, what is it that you give to me? Like, I literally audited my circle recently, and it hurt my feelings because I had to go cut somebody off. And what bothered me was we've been friends for seven years. And I couldn't think of five things that I've gotten from this person. And I was like, how do you show that you love me? How do you show that you care for me? How do you, like, what are five things that you've gotten or that you've learned from me, right? And when I did the same thing, like, the person went down a whole list of shit I did for them. And I was just like, okay. So I was like, let me go try this for myself. And I went back on it. And I was just like, it's not all bad, but the bad, because the principles behind the bad outweigh the good, I have to let you go. And then, and then, and then I did the same thing with my ex best friends and ex family members and ex like just people who I cut off like who I felt like I cut off prematurely, and I got the same thing like yeah you was there for me at that point in time but you really weren't there for me, like there was no connect, and on top of there not being no connect it wasn't even like how do I explain it. It wasn't even reciprocated back to me, which made me feel even worse because I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to say. I didn't even know what I wanted to feel. Like, honestly, like, I'm going to give you all an example. 